Hello and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. Last time, the party, after defeating the ghost of a dead god, ascended Maradin's storeroom to find Garl Glittergold waiting for them at the top. We'll pick up this week right there. Please enjoy the episode. Hello everyone. It's been a hot, stinky, mm. hot, stinky couple seconds since the last time we've recorded D&Dungeons, D- Dungeons, D- Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. It's Dungeon Boys. Welcome to another episode. It's been a minute. We're back. We're on cam. Things look probably this, at least similar to the last three episodes that you would have watched. First time since the beginning of the show that we have the same setup as last time. Yep. <laughs> it is. We're Bryce, getting it. Bryce was just doing a very funny thing where he could, uh, yeah. where he's looking down this, at Zenus. This is me. I think this, I think this is me looking at Zenus. It is. Y'all are locking eyes. <laughs> what would be very humorous is if, You're you, across the table, but you're if you could drop like a pin on your, and I had the same pin over here and you dropped it and then I toss one to Zenus and then he grabbed it. That would be that would, great. That would take a lot of uh, doing. <laughs> we should have planned it before, but now. Also, also, uh, we're repping Tank Media Games gear. If you're watching this video, you're listening to this podcast, tankmediagames.com, you can get a cool shirt like that. That only you, after you watch it a couple times, the stuff starts to come up. So more if you get if you get more, if you get more people following us, we can get better merch. But as you watch it, Just the kidding. sleeves tighten up and it makes you look more muscular. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm all about it. My hat makes my head look more muscular, too. Yeah. That's mm. what the hats do. Mm. More Go vascular. Muscular head. <laughs> vascular head. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's play Dungeons & Dragons. Um, let's play... Let's go back to the it's world so of the veiny. It has been uh, put that on a t-shirt. It's <laughs> so veiny. You have three arrows on it, left, right, and down. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's, let's continue. Uh, we also this is also a podcast. If you're listening, if you're watching, thank you for being here. I think we're. I'm just excited to be doing this again. It's been a while. I'm very excited. We're going to get right back into it. I do want to do a brief little recap on camera just a very brief the last thing that happened was the party defeated what seems to be the ghost of the dead god Maradin. he did not have feet when we got there he was without feet yeah and he didn't gain them back throughout the whole fight as far as we know we didn't stop to check yeah cinematically that fight ended in such a way that there were multiple concerns off camera from the players did we make you sad with that fight (laughs) i said no if I sounded sad on camera or on the podcast, it's only because I was extremely surprised. And it was 2 a.m. And it was 2 a.m. I was not sad-prized. I was just surprised <laughs> by destroying the ghost of my dead god with dynamite. Very exciting. Uh, Jack, sa- uh, yeah, Jack sacrificed himself. Blew himself up. <laughs> blew, I sacrificed yeah, my chest plate. Yeah, blew his chest plate and his armor clean off. Finished off the ghost of Moradin. They were able to grab Moradin's tiny orb, which was the whole point that they were there. You guys are trying to grab this magical item that should be able to hopefully conceal into this tiny little ball the whole city of Buckland so that you can, Patrick Starr, take it and push it somewhere else. Into the ocean. Yes, the the <laughs> count, the high council of evil wizards and mages that rule this land and they're subjugating it and, and torturing and killing people off for the their own pursuit of power. Um, they have learned of the headquarters of the agency that you're working for who's trying to combat them. They are 
amassing forces at this point to hope, probably destroy the city, destroy the thing. You guys are trying to find this orb so that you can get that place out of there, move that city somewhere else, buy your guys some more time to figure out what the heck is going on in this world. Now, the ocean thing, that's just a joke, right? That, did they say they wanted to move it into the ocean? Oh, no, yeah. I was <laughs> saying we just take that orb and drop it into the bottom of the sea. I, I was about to say, like, if the orb expands and, like, has like a shield around it putting it under the ocean yeah. would be a <laughs> that great would be idea awesome. <laughs> um uh, go down there and look for a burb screaming sword <laughs> yeah. still down there screaming at things somewhere in the middle of the ocean there's just like bubbles every time they pop <laughs> <laughs> uh that's not how bubbles work you dumb cartoon people anyway uh you guys are trying to get that orb and you're trying to get it back to buckland trying to get back to the servants of the scale you now have the orb on your way out of that uh, of uh, Moradin's storeroom. Uh, the death of that god lich thing uh, caused some kind of interplanar shenanigans. And it seemed as though one location in the vast multiverse was replaced with another location in the vast multiverse. Um, you witnessed eight leg flesh piggies die <laughs> and suffocate. Um, and then when you finally got back to the top, the doors open to the foyer of this this uh, underground storeroom where it seems Moradin kept all of his treasures. Uh, and Garl Glittergold is standing there, whom you have learned a thing or two about now. Uh, you learned that he was once in love with another god, Melora, but that love was either un unexpressed or unrequited. Uh, juice. <laughs> yeah, somebody take that from him. <laughs> juice is, you can open the door if you want to, like, maybe just let him go somewhere else with it. Um, juice is down there just bonking, bonking the ground. Mm. <laughs> so, all the many possibilities of the multiverse, a hardware store could have showed up. <laughs> it could have. A Walmart. Ace Hardware. <laughs> Our table. Yeah, we could have shown up. I mean. You look down on yourself. Anyway, um, you learned that 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 Garl had some unrequited love with the goddess of adventuring Melora, but Maradin murdered her. Um, and you learned this as well. And so you guys arrived at the top of the stairs. Sorry for this long recap. And Garl was there, essentially telling you guys like, "Hey, you know more than you I intended for you to know now." And that is where we are. You guys are at the very top of Maradin's storeroom. You're in the foyer. The door to the outside where you came from originally is now not open. It's closed as it was closed earlier. Uh, and Garl Glittergold, the god of, like, the gnomish, he's a gnome, but he's the god of humor, trickery, levity, um, that kind of thing. Bard-type situation. He got, gives off mad bard energy. But he is standing there before you, um holding his hands clasped with his little ornately adorned body, um, kind of looking at you as, as you got back to the top of the stairs. Also with you is Kate Fullhart, um, who is the daughter-in-law of the leaders of the agency that you are working for, etc. But Kate is here with you. <laughs> that was Juice knocking on the door. <laughs> um, anyway. Not Kate. Let, not Kate. Let us, uh, let us begin... Garl stands before you. You have just reached the top of the thing. Let us begin. Keith, um, is there... We may have to let him back in and just take the little rawhide thing from him. Yep. It, is that? Is there any typos or anything in that? Why? Like, I don't really understand the invulnerabilities and vulnerabilities thing. Um, that like should say unenchanted weapons. 
Okay. Yeah, sorry. All right. Apologies. The technical term is non-magical. Yeah, so, and then that should or be, depends on if you which will. god the lich left behind. Rock. Like, okay. depends on what it came from. Sorry. Gotcha. All right. Okay. If I did not do it last time, we get up to, to meet Garl, I want to I want to give Garl a hug. Okay. It's like, we're there. I can see eye to eye. He's like the only person I can see eye to eye yeah. with. And I'm just, I'm, I'm going in for the hug. He, uh, he is reluctant to receive your hug. You get the idea that he has not been hugged many times in his life. Um, much like many people who may even be listening to this show. He may cover his emotions oh. with humor. Much like people who may be making this show. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all laugh. <laughs> no, uh, he does reluctantly. At first, uh, he does the thing where like his arms are straight out while you hug him. But then like he leans ahead in and gives you a, a soft pat on the back. And he says... Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody needs one sometime. Mm, yes. Well, so... That was rough. Yeah, it... That was real rough. I feel like you should probably start. Um, we've got questions. You probably know them. Where do we go from here, Gaul? We got, we got the bubble. Yes, that was the most important thing that you could have brought back from there. Ideally, you wouldn't have brought back all the experiences that you experienced down there, but here we are. We're overachievers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you do have the all, and that is... It goes without saying now that there are bigger things at play. Above and beyond the things you're dealing with here. Like There are bigger... Obviously, you know that now at least two, you know, some gods are dead. You, you based on what you've seen. Um, so you can understand why I would think that there are bigger things going on. There are bigger things occurring than this. But what I want to urge you to believe, and I give you, I say this with the utmost, the utmost honesty, is what you're doing by helping the servants of the scale. That's important. And I want you to keep doing it. Important to whom? Well, important to everyone who lives, you know, in this world. Important to me. Of course, important to you if you care about anything in this <clears throat> world you inhabit. Bro, I, I gotta ask. What, what, what's got you on the side of servants of the scale and everything? I mean, you're, you're, you're a god. I mean, a fine-looking god. You know him, but still... You know, you're you're up here, and we're all we're all you know kind of down here. What's what's got you so interested? I suppose there are like twelve cats out of the bag, so I might as well release a few more. I've told you before that we that the gods aren't we're not meant to physically involve ourselves so much in this world. I've told you that a lot of what the council is doing is that they're doing things that really were never meant to occur on your plane of existence. They're doing things to cause an imbalance, which is what you've seen cracking the world. Things are moving around the way. Things are not remaining weaved together as we intended them to be. And we're not... If I were to physically you know, manifest my full physical essence 
and do things to fix it. It just break it more. That's the way the thing was put together. That's the way we designed this world, is that if the gods were to just come in here and start screwing with things, it'd just fall apart more. It was supposed to be a safety measure that we would allow you to have more freedom. That was the goal. But the High Council wants our spot. They want to be us. The gods, that is. And so if I were to insert myself into your... If we, the gods, were to insert ourselves into the world and do things to them, murder them, whatever, it would just <coughs> help their plan go more smoothly. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yes. So what... You doing this is buying us time to, A, figure out how to fix things, as well, if you're to, to succeed in stopping the High Council from doing what they can do, maybe we can reach a, a bit of a status quo again. Now, if the Council does, by chance, become like you, then the world would react in the same way, and whether they do it intentionally or not, the world would fall apart just by them being here? Well, they likely wouldn't be here anymore. They would take our spot. There are places that, of course, I can go that you cannot go. Yes. And they'd go there. I imagine it w the gods of us that are left, they would murder us, and then it would just be more sub subjugation. They'd be the gods. And... I dare say they may have a chance to make things the way they want it to be. So if you just enjoy being alive, that may not be the case if the High Council becomes gods. Well, now, and I'm just, I'm kind of like fumbling around with the little, the orb. Because mm -hmm. you said it's like softball size. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh God. Well, now fellas, I, I just want to put this out there. It seemed like it would fix... A whole bunch of our issues. If instead of trying to move the the mine and the and the base and everything, what they already know what's at, why don't we just find where council's at? When they're gonna be there? And just walk up in there and snatch them all up in the orb. You know that seemed like it save a whole lot of doing and save a whole lot of heartache. You know we could. We could walk them around every single little little town, what they wronged along the way, and everybody can judge them according to how they will judge them. But hold up. So, they Gaul said that the gods, if the gods killed them, it'd make it even a lot more smoother, correct, girl? No. Well, no, no, no I'm, I ain't talking about killing no god. I ain't talking about killing no council. I'm just talking, snatch them up in the orb. Ain't nobody going nowhere except in the little bubble. That's think, just... think, think about it now. We could we could rule them like gods, angry gods. There, there's a lot going on here. Um, if Garl steps into the world, it's more likely that the council would succeed. Just but his sheer power uh, crack things more so than we want them to be. I don't think the council is weak enough to be trapped in the orb, especially not all together. So you're telling me, girl, that regular people could actually become gods? Well, I suppose possible. I figure I'm already halfway there, at least. So is there, like, a god council if a human actually became that powerful? 
to become a god? Is there like a god council that'd be like, oh, we I... shall accept you or something to become a god? No. The, so in the past, it, the universe has been around for a long time. In the past, when this kind of thing has happened, it's usually a bit of a fire sale. New god comes in, that usually means the old gods have been ousted in the same way that you Kicked saw Moradin down, down oh. there. Replaced. Yes. It's, it's, not, it's not often that humans or other creatures, when they want to usurp the gods, they don't always... They don't get where they are by playing nicely. Right? We, that's the reason mm. that everything is going amok now, is when we made the world that you inhabit... I'm speaking far too much now, but we're already here. When we made things, the goal was, of course, not to have you kill us. That's part of the reason that we did things the way we did it. But, of course, there are holes in anyone's plan. We don't claim to know everything. Gods may, though we be. As conversations roll on, Arlo's kind of like, shake it. Like, Kate, Kate chimes in as you shake it, and she says, Also, if we were just to try to run down the council, what about... The troops and all the all the people who are going probably already halfway to Buckland or closer that are going to kill my whole family and destroy the city. That's a good point. Yes, I don't think it's a bad plan. But I also like the plan. But I think we're we're going. It's not our orb. We were given a task to retrieve it, and we did. Now it is our responsibility to take it to those who gave us this task. So it is their decision in the first place. I I like your plan, but there are some holes in it. What? Now, thinking about the, your, this plan, why couldn't... We could take... We could do what we're supposed... We would have been tasked to do with it. And then, who's to say when we're finished, we don't just pack up and head to the capital, suck the whole place in there, and toss it into the ocean? Yes, my thoughts, exactly. I, I can see this. I can see, yeah, yeah. Jack, I think you might be on something right there. I think Grimm was on to something as well. I wouldn't be telling you these things if I didn't fear the council in some way. You think, Grimm, you think they're that powerful? I feel like every time Goral talks, like, rocks and stuff, like, slowly start to, like, crumble apart and, like, everything is breaking down as he's trying to use as few words as possible. Yeah, and as 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 he's speaking, you guys are noticing, like, tremors and stuff occurring, not necessarily tied to his words, but whatever happened down and below seems to also have, you know, affected other things around, so. as Just know that as this conversation is occurring, there... It's not complete silence. It's not complete peace going on around you. Gertrude. Okay. I, we've fought... Was the the first guy, like, the mayor or whatever, he was a council member? Or he was The just, mayor like, he was, was not. Brother. His brother was. Okay. Remember at the end, the end of... See, in the season one finale. <laughs> right. <laughs> you fought his brother, who was a council member. That was epic, too. It was. We fought one. The mayor. Right, and I feel he was... Probably one of the oh. weakest, and yet he still gave us a pretty decent run for his money by himself. Don't we forget the explosion that caused Jack to switch complete planes of existence. Jack switched. I changed. Burb's gone. Burb is gone. Right. Arlo takes off his hat. There's a there's a lot. <laughs> there there there's a lot we just don't know. Quite frankly, 
we should probably, judging by your story, if I had heard correctly, you found some remnant of this strange metal where the body fell. It was it was a whole it was, bunch of remnants. It was a skeleton, like, all around it. He poked it. Who'd you like me to tell? You want me to refresh? I can't. I can't tell him because Jack doesn't know. Oh yeah, so it was. It was like imagine you. He was like pumping himself with this with the stuff, and so it was a circulatory system that was. Oh, circulatory. So he had like planium junk running through his blood, and if you remember, like it was his body went away, but his circulatory system was still on the ground, and that's what Grim touched to explode. So you just see a circulatory system laying around and you want to touch it only because it was planium. And Grim at that point knew that it had something to do with him. Yeah, that's okay. another. I, I, I'll give you that one. <laughs> another thought. If we trap the council inside the orb, there is the chance they could break out. But if we go in and destroy them from inside the orb, then maybe the explosions would be contained within it. Gaul could launch us into space, and we could kill them there. <laughs> Next time Perhaps. on Dragon Ball. <laughs> Perhaps that's taking it a bit far. But if we could stop the entire universe from being turned inside out every time we kill a council member, then maybe our final showdown will happen inside the orb. Or I just won't touch them. Would well, but where's the fun in that? But someone will. Yes, yeah, someone. I'll probably do it next time. You know I'll probably do it. Deer, squirrel, doesn't really matter who touches it, I don't know. Right. Could have something to do with interactions with your well, strange physicality. It sounds like it's a pretty good plan B, maybe? Plan B? But I think, think y'all might be right. Let's get this thing back where it needs to be. Plan As A you're... might be to get out of this collapsing cavern. As you're speaking... <laughs> tremors and you know rocks falling you can hear the muffled you know earthquake sounds from beyond this door Garl turns to the door and waves a tiny gnome hand and the door slides open he waves his tiny gnome hand um, you know around and the door <laughs> slides open uh, and as it does you can see Illuminated by the glowing fungi, and you know, remember this cave was, you know, labyrinthian. Well, not really. It was. There's no walls or always just huge. Uh, but you know, re- with glowing green and blue reflections reflected off the bottom, big rocks are falling off the ceiling. The earthquake stuff that happened below has caused stuff to go on out here. Um, and roll a perception check for me, real quick. It might be time to get out of here, boys. Nineteen. Kate, as you Time said, escaped from the cavern yeah. and stuff. While you guys were rolling that up, Kate said, uh, "Yes, I think we should. We should really get back to to Buckland. I don't. I don't have a good feeling about all this stuff." Fourteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Twenty-two. Nineteen. He said fourteen. I'm nineteen. Okay. You all hear as well. The unfortunate sound of blood curdling screams. From the direction of the Golnock village. Hold up now. The village of people that kind of tested you to see if you were worthy to attempt to get inside of the uh, of the of the um, of the storeroom. And before anybody else says anything, as Garl opens the door, he looks out and he listens and he says, "The Golnocks are in trouble. 
Buckland's in trouble. The whole damn world's in trouble. I've got to go wrap for now. But just be better than us. And he fizzles away. And I feel like this is our cue to leave. Well, we yes. need... Do you think the bear can transport all of us? Did she say there was a limit? She, she does not. Limit. Mm-hmm. Kate shakes her head. She says, the, the bear should be able to take all of us back to where we want need to No, go. the gold knocks too. Yes. We can he take all of us? Oh, I, um... Hold up, Jack. I don't know if it will be able to do that. Remember, the Golnarks were specifically here to guard this place. This place is crumbling apart. There's nothing left to guard. And then what are they going to do when they leave? Have a normal life now? Well, they are people. There's a perfectly good mine we're about to transport ourselves to. If they want to live in a subterranean area... They could fight. They might help us. They could help protect the uh, planium mines. Suppose it be worth a shot? All sounds good to me. I'm already moving. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm right behind Grim. Everybody who's within five feet of me moves ten feet faster. Sweet. Fifty <laughs> speeds. <laughs> nice. So I could just see Arlo with his little stumpy legs, because he's like half y'all size. <laughs> he's like right next to y'all and he's like faster but still slower. You know, <laughs> he like falls out of that ring. <laughs> like Mr. Krabs is his legs like yes. <laughs> Whenever you're near Bryce, you just your legs go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just picture that anytime you're enhanced speed wise, that your feet move in that uh, uh, that circle shape that Sonic's feet move in. Like speedy Gonzalez thing, Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah. Or should just go in the speed of a normal human. <laughs> of course, Jack is in like now. funny comics yeah. heart uh, pattern underwear, just running yeah. through the caves. I'm gonna while we're doing that, I'm gonna like reach into my my little bag and pull out my jacket and kind of toss it behind me to you. Oh, it's, thank you. It's like a leather trench coat. It was getting a bit chilly in here. I was afraid I was gonna put someone's eye out. <laughs> it gives him what plus two AC. Yeah, it's like leather armor basically. Cool, twelve AC. Um, I'm sorry, one last joke thing, which we probably always do too much of, but I was all that about uh, Arlo. I just pictured in the cartoon of this, uh, like Arlo, it's a tight shot on the side of Arlo's face, and like the wind is blowing his hair as he's running, but then it pans out, he's just barely moving. <laughs> he's, just, he's just getting left behind. It's like the slug guy on Monsters Inc. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's moving, but, like, his body's just barely creeping along. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get back into it. Sorry. All right. Um, so you guys are moving back towards the village. Uh, it's a little ways away after the, the head goal knock fellow took you out there. Um, does anybody remember his name at the current juncture? Wait a moment. I think I, I might have given him a name, but it I don't was It was not was a it grunk. It, huh? Was it grunk? Yeah, I think it, it was something simple. Yeah. Um... We, unless we need it, we won't deal with it. But the, the we'll goal not leader, Grunk. Yeah, the goal not the artist formerly known as Grunk. Um, we, as you near the village, you guys are con- like cresting a hill in this cave and coming back down. It's all dim light anyway. Those of you who have dark vision, it's you know illumined. You can see color. But I did learn a thing about dark vision is that I didn't realize this before. But when you have dark vision, it's light dim light, and you can't discern any color. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. shades of gray. Yeah, but pretty cool. Dim light is light. Darkness is dim light. Right. Eros, I think this is the moment you've been waiting for. You can call them all to assemble in the t- center of town. Use your booming voice. Wait. Well, hold on. Before you do that, okay, as you at, no, 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 no,
What is that? When out, we all look over there. Um, unfortunately, as you see, the, you look towards where the village was. You can see the edge of some of the houses. I'll go ahead and bring up this little Uh-oh. This deal right here, babies. Uh, you can see the edge of some of those round stone houses that um, you <coughs> saw earlier. In the middle were two, we'll say, were two big stone feast tables that were in the middle when you guys had the feast and the dance-off competition. Um, but all you can see is the edge of some of those houses on the side that you're coming from because this whole village is now surrounded in a pulsing dome of magical darkness. Hmm. It's like a big Vanta Black dome that is pulsing on the edges with almost like a static like a staticky like uh, so is it like just almost a gradual a, like it gets darker inside or is it like you can touch it like a bubble it, is, it looks as though you could touch it almost like a bubble that's okay. how the darkness is thick it is darkness uh, but the darkness is thick to the point where it is completely dark except like the outer inches are kind of like fizzly and it almost is pulsing like a heartbeat doom, doom. and with every pulse doom, doom, it just gets a little bit wider you can tell from where you are I want to from within sorry from within you hear like blood cur- I can't do it I can't Will properly Hunt. do it but no blood, like <laughs> like fearful blood curdling the worst thing that could possibly be happening to me is happening to me screams Arlo <clears throat> that's our I'm back. turn <laughs> Arlo, do you have any sort of light that can bandage that banish that darkness? Well, bandage talking, the darkness. I'm gonna like run up to it. I'm, okay. I haven't stopped. I'm right, you're sprinting. I'm thinking on it, but I'm not real sure what to do with this thing. Any form of light. Can I touch the darkness? Or cat at it. I picture you guys are not. None of you have stopped to have a conversation. Everybody's still running. I picture again cinematically. We crested the top of the hill. Kate said, what is that? There was a pause in the gate. Everybody was like, oh, I don't know. And then, like, we're still running as we're deal- figuring how we're going to deal with it. Um, so, but Grim is out ahead. Eros, I would imagine you're still with the pack. You're shorter and pr- not quite as fast as Grim at this point. But, can't, so, I'm assuming, can I touch the darkness? Um, like when you arrive at the, I mean, what were you guys working on? I think Arlo was trying to answer a question. Let's deal with him real quick. Yeah, I'll, I, I do have a cantrip. It's just produced flame. So I just, and it's like, it's basically a torch I'm holding in my hand. Okay. So bright light in a 10-foot radius. So I'm, I want to walk where Grim is, like, right up next to it. All right, sorry. Right up next to her. Weird rule, rules issue here. So we're, well, we haven't quite hit it yet, right? We're not at the darkness yet. Okay. Quit rules conversation. Arlo is producing fire. Mm-hmm. The light from that fire is that firelight or is that magical light but it's only being produced by fire it's firelight it's okay fire so it is, it's a, it is it's different a magical flame right in his hand it's not like magical. that's what i'm thinking it is different i was just wanted i wanted to before i told you it doesn't illuminate the darkness i wanted us all be on the same page because like when you cast light on your rocks and stuff mm-hmm. that was magical light yeah that is enough. illuminating things of course what i'm saying to you is probably cluing in cluing you into solutions to this darkness Please do not metagame. <laughs> well, that, that's that is like how you combat magical darkness with like even like the darkness spell. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Is, yeah. 
But I'm just trying to say that when, my first thought when the fire came out was, well, that's actually fire light, even though it's been produced yeah, by me. That's why I was asking if he had any light spells. Okay, so as you guys arrive, Grim, you're at the edge. Eros, you're at the edge. Yeah, I'm... I'm reaching out to like touch it immediately. Okay. John was trying to get to something first. Yeah. I just wanted to like touch it, see if it's actually deadly. Okay. As you and Grim. Why die? Why die? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) As you and Grim reach the darkness, you reach your hands inside it, and it feels no. The air feels no different. It is doesn't. The darkness doesn't harm you. It's just as if all the light in those in that place has been removed. you're experiencing magical darkness. Arrows. Well, I was going to say, do I see Euler using that fire not working? Behind you, as you stick your hands into the darkness, almost reflecting off this orb of darkness is the light from the fire that Arlo has produced. So Arlo has produced a flame in his hand, illuminating by firelight around you. That's the stormy. area, but the light from his, fire, the the light from his flame. I love how that the strawberries. We have a strawberry stress ball <laughs> that has been used to describe every item today. <laughs> um, so we come across a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the firelight is almost is bouncing off of this wall of darkness, and as you stand there, as you reach your hands and Grim, you 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 go up to your elbow, Arlo, you're up to your wrist, and you feel a. Doom, doom. And you feel the darkness with it, with like almost it feels like a pulse pushing out towards you. Of course, you don't hear it, but it comes out. I'll throw TNT. Eros, <laughs> perhaps use your booming voice to draw them this way. Tell them to follow your voice. I have a plan. I don't know if it'll work on something this large. Wait, hold, so before I do this, they don't. I'm assuming it's dark. They can't see nothing, Correct. and the fire didn't work. Yes. Does anybody you why? They could follow your voice. They could hear you shouting from this side. True. And follow the sound. I shall use... Give them a direction to go. I shall use thaumaturgy and say, Over here! Okay. With through a booming voice, uh, the words, Over here! <laughs> Maybe something a bit more descriptive, like, Come this way to oh. s- save yourselves. Oh, it is... Uh, it's me, Eros, the person that... Well... Hold up. It's Eros. <laughs> it is Eros. Grim, at this point, what do we hear? Do they are they shouting anything in there? At, at this point, you're as as they're as you're for some reason saying nothing that, that Jack has asked you to say. Uh, um, How you doing? All, all the voices from inside are. I mean, they're these are blood curdling screams. It's as if they're they can't. Is, they're not even. There, some people are. All you can hear is people saying, "Help! Help us, please!" Ugh, I don't know. While the yelling and all that's going on, Jack is going to approach the dome and cast dispel magic. Ooh. Okay. Third level spell. All right. Choose a magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower ends immediately. If it's fourth level or higher. Uh, make an ability check using the spellcasting ability. The DC is equal... Oh, no, I make an ability check. The DC is equal to 10 plus the spell's level. Okay. All right, so you can go ahead and roll that. Okay. Um, that'll be... Let's just do that to see if this house starts our, you know, combat altercation. Let's roll for initiative, everybody. What is my... 
modifier for wisdom? Wisdom? No, charisma. I was about to say, my wisdom is minus one. That don't sound right. <laughs> Alright. It's a 10 for me. It's a 6 for me. I got 16. So, Keith, just outside of the game, I'm looking through items and spells, things I have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a hot minute, but I did pick up like two packs of that Night Lights gum. You did? Is that just regular light? Is it magical light? I mean, it's Uh, gum that glows. The information that you have is the information that you have on that. Sweet. <laughs> and what flavor is it? And and if, if if nothing else, when it comes to an item like that, I'm not going to tell you just because I made items that I want you to try to use. I guess. <laughs> so whether it works or not, I want you to. You have I'm to gonna learn start on your throwing own. holdups in there. You're just gonna <laughs> like toothpicks just turning into like six foot beams as I toss them. Help me! <laughs> no, that, Stop helping me! <laughs> for, for Russell's old character with the blowgun, oh, yeah. that would have been. Oh, oh yeah! Just, <laughs> it's like shorty <laughs> turns into a ballista bolt halfway there, <laughs> like a telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be bad. All right. Sorry, getting out all my my juicy goods. Big man over Everybody here. Everybody keep, keep joking while Keith uh, sorts papers. All right, what is? Um, all right, so I'm a, I'm I'm very tempted to like sideways bungee jump into this thing. Throw some fireballs with my my eye hole rope. Uh, tra- <laughs> Just, what was your roll? That's the one where you travel through. What yeah. was your raw roll for initiative? Thirteen. Oh wait, okay. initiative? I didn't roll initiative. Okay. Okay. That's a two. Ooh. All right. So right. fully a two. Yeah. Oh. Grant, yes. What was yours? I have zero initiative really? bonus. Really? Yeah. My display magic was a 16. 13 plus 3. Yours was 20 natural? Oh, uh, no. It was 16 plus 4. Okay. Oh. 10 for me. 10 9 plus the whole one. 22. Oh, I got a 6 on initiative. How dare you? No. Nice. I can't control it. That's true. You got it's a what? Yeah, I already got you for initiative. What you got a what for initiative? Six. Yeah, I got that. I got that. Sorry, please excuse me. We're almost please there. Excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Man, if you got frustrated one day at playing D and D and you had somebody's metal dice right here and you were just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was oh, your roll of rolls? Sixteen. Dang it. <laughs> All right, roll a D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. That's oh. a 19. Well, I rolled an 18, so you still you still get out the win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, also, let's just, as we're talking, so glad. I'm always nervous before we play game, this game because I can just get nervous because of the performance aspect, but I always have such a good time. Okay. Listeners, hope you're out there. Dog lover, what whoever dog lover is in the Discord who joined in and said, I just love the show. It'll be worth the wait. Boy, howdy. Do I know that? <laughs> That's fantastic. Boy, howdy. You got we got a show for you, right? <laughs> this oh. is premium right here. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully this stuff curdles your blood a little bit. Um, Dungeon Boys. More like, hopefully it's worth the wait, boys. <laughs> hopefully there. <laughs> we finally found them. They were in the back of the dungeon. Mm. Way back there. We almost died. Mm. We were. How many things you initiating over there? Uh, you don't want to know. This yes. is concerning. You don't want combat episode. You don't. Wanna so know. I just I want to propose a recut I, where like the 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 whole like you know interplanar like a piece of another another place ends up here. 
I, I want to go back and say Free just ended up here. Okay. <laughs> Make it so. All right, Jack, I think... You're that or wherever good. Like a chunk of a village, and everyone in the village is Freegis. Like <laughs> babies, women, children. Babies are fully Freegis. had like, if he has facial hair and all that, just... I actually come to find out that Freegis is actually a race, not a person. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Now, there was a pause as we all processed that. And it got the pin over to the paper. <laughs> but now, we all have to recall that Freegis looked at Jack and said, Something ain't right about you, boy. Right? Yeah. And then we met Garl, and Garl had no idea anything was off about Jack. So, as far as, like, perception goes, Free just surpasses well, the gods. Garl right? something was wrong with Grim. He was, like, in Garl's speech when we met him, he was talking about, like, some things have changed, and he, like, eyed... But that's a visible difference. Not necessarily. All, all Grim did visibly was take off his armor. You also have to remember that... As I've described, that Garl is very metered with his speech. He knows that his meddling, you know, that's true. Tis true. One thing I was thinking, however, one thing I was thinking about the other day was as I was when I was prepping D and D, and I was thinking like it must feel so good as an author or a filmmaker whenever you just absolutely crap the bed on something and making a mistake, and there are like a bunch of neck bearded nerds who will who will absolutely defend it, <laughs> and they'll make up a way for it to work, and you'll be like awesome. Great. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. And so that's what I was thinking is like Keith, what? Do your can you move that map real quick? What's is that me? showing up on camera? What? Your glasses frames, whenever the shadow is cast on them, it looks like you have like big anime eyebrows that are moving up and down <laughs> like as you move your head. It is, yeah. Yeah. It, it, they are. <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing Oh, you are missing so much. Okay. Let's uh, let's deal with this a little bit. Um, so, I, I'm not making fun of any of you neckbearded nerds out there. You are. What I'm saying is that you are an absolutely necessary member of the nerd community. We love that you for. There it. are authors who need you. There are makers who need you. Like I need you. Some I need. I need a fan out there to say. When we put out hot garbage, garbage, we need you to tell people it's gold. <laughs> Since Bryce asked the neck-bearded nerds to turn our crap into gold, it's time for a word from this week's sponsor. Hey, it's the Potion Man. I sell potions and other stuff. This week I'd like to offer you, um, some bottle caps that I've been soaking in vinegar for the last couple of days. They're pretty cool. I'll give them to you for 25 gold pieces a piece. Anyway, come see me for potions and stuff. Thank you, Potion Man. Go on down and see the Potion Man. I've heard his potions are good, but his stuff is great. Anyway, back to the episode. So, I will add things to the board as you they are revealed to you. So that is, we're going to begin combat that way. Uh, Jack will be able to get off his one spell, but then other than that, um, we'll begin with the with the order I have here. A sneak attack. It's been a minute, weird. correct? From what? Uh, from Thaumaturgy. Yes. Because we're minute. pretty close to each other, so I don't want to... You've just been yelling the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been... <laughs> All right, Jack, tell me about your thing. Uh, you decide 
the level of the spell, mm -hmm. add 10 to it, that is the DC for me to beat. Okay. And I rolled a 16, 13 plus 3. Unfortunately, that does not negate this spell. This is a, this is a spell mm. of, like, of a fairly uh, proportion. Not to say, oh, so what happens when you cast the spell? What's the spell called? Dispel. Dispel magic. You put out your hands and your, and your hands begin to glow with bright light. And knowing that you're trying to dispel a spell of darkness, your hands glow and the magic <laughs> bursts forth from them. And it collides with the darkness and you can tell that it fizzles against it as if a, a, an opposing force. And it works for a moment and the, the darkness begins to brighten up and dim. Then a, it, with another heartbeat. It pushes back the magic. In That's that dumb. moment, did we see anything moving in there? Did we get... In that brief moment, you can see just the, close to the edge. You can see just the 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 faintest flashes of a couple of bodies on the ground. There's someone kneeling over a body. Uh, some other flashes of movement in there. Gotcha. Mm. So That's... and then, but no like giant monsters running. Around? No giant monsters at all. That you can see must be. We're the only you grazed it, but we actually like tried to insert arm. So yeah, I just like, put my finger. In was it. there was there resistance? Was no, there... it's just it it is feels completely the same. It's just darkness. Gotcha. <clears throat> light is not surviving in there for some reason. It seems that'll wait. At least your fire light is not. We haven't attempted any other kind of light. Gotcha. I got my magical light, but I didn't cast it, so. That doesn't matter. Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah, that's make a, that work. That's what we were asking, if anybody had magical light. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, well, I thought Grim had it, too. I do. Yeah, see? Why don't you... Me too. All right. It's not my turn. Yeah, All right, it is now Grim's turn. <laughs> no, it's my turn. Um, I guess magical light. <laughs> no, I am. I'm going to... I think I'm out of rocks. I think we threw them all. So I'll, I'll reach down I got and, oh, yeah, and grab a rock. Okay. And I'm going uh, <laughs> to use my action... To cast line on it, but not yet. Okay. I'm going to use my bonus action first to enter a rage, just All right. for safety's sake. <gasps> so I'm going to use this, so minus one on that. <gasps> safety I'm rage. Gonna, I'm going to run in. Okay. How how wide is this place? Um, Based on this, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 35, 40, 45, 60-foot radius is 120 This village is like 120 feet wide, I guess, right okay. now. Oh, Perfect. sweet. So I'm going to like run forward uh -huh. uh, and be about 60 feet because like the first time I'm in a rage, I can move half my movement speed. Plus, Plus 10 for me because you started your turn. Oh, boy. He's right. You run so I'm going to I'm gonna run. I'm going to just run straight run if, in that darkness, if, if I hit anything. Yeah. Um, and then as I'm running in there, that's <laughs> when I'm going to cast soldier. light on the... Um, I want to. I want to know when you cast light. I don't cast it until I get in there. So like probably like you're moving in real time right now. I cast it. Yeah. So right where, about there. Right about there. Oh bother! It's a bad spot to wait for. <laughs> I mean the way you say that. Too late now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, bad it's stuff might be about to happen. Extra dark. Right but it's here. hey, you're doing exactly what I think Grim would do. That's exactly what Grim would do. Grim don't stop. Darkness orb equal Grim bait. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. So you cast light. Yeah. The light does illumine the darkness. How far out does the light go? <laughs> I don't know. Well, tell me about the spell. The light spell. <laughs> Hang on. Does it tell me? Oh, it does tell me. Cool. Uh, bright light, 20 foot radius. Dim light, 20 foot after that. So 40 feet total, 20 okay. foot bright, 20 foot dim. So very bright underneath your feet. 
you notice that you've just stepped over the corpse of a bull knock. These are these are gray skinned, like giant. They're big big boy people. I see it. Um, you have stepped over his body. This body is mangled, bro. This body is looks like human teeth have ripped as much of the flesh off of the back of this guy's possible at the back of his Juicy. you can see the back of his skull re- revealed this thing laying in a puddle of blood <clears throat> there is like you can see ribs coming through the back this thing is mangled his body is mangled as you step over it with your right foot and behind you when you turn around you know get get, get the lay of the land ahead of you you can see the feasting tables you can see people running around I guess you know what roll just a perception a free perception chat real quick just to see what you take in it'll be limited but um, 19. Okay, 19. Ahead of you, you can see some uh, a Golnock woman sprinting away from one of the houses, chasing behind her. Chasing behind her is... Let's make these guys. A Golnock fellow. There's a lady Golnock running, and we'll call her... Uh, what do we want to call her? <laughs> Here you go. Here's a non. Here's a non bad thing. Why is that so big? Dang. Uh, well, I would have thought of this. Oh, it's because it's a giant. Okay. Well, let's go back. This green thing, <laughs> gold knock lady. She's running away. Right behind her is a gold knock fellow chasing behind her with a battle with a not a battle axe with a spear. Behind her, as you look up, this this thing, this male Golnock jams the spear into her back with ferocity. And as you see that continuing to get her bearing, your bearings, you hear her scream. Other screams are happening all around you. You're seeing similar occurrences around you. There are other bodies littering the ground. But as you turn around, you see a kind of blobby, elliptical creature. Right before it gets toward, you know, jumps at you, looks a lot like a leech. But this leech is pretty large. As it flies towards you, his teeths, round mouth teeths, are are pulsating. And it flies towards you. You left its area of influence. You left its attack area and it's taking an attack of opportunity on you now. And it's going to take the opportunity to attach to you. Okay. Uh, what is, I think so. Which ones did you get? I just got my Eldritch Blast. Can now I have proficiency charisma? Have that now, and it can go three hundred feet. Didn't you get two um, Eldritch Invocations? Yeah, there's other two. <laughs> Sorry about that. So uh, Grim has entered a magical darkness. Just lets me All the screaming dark. stops for a moment, <laughs> and then darkness. more screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that. Devil Sight is like advanced. Super advanced, so you can probably see everything that's going on. He doesn't have I it. I don't have it. Oh. I didn't. Yeah. Never mind. Jericho had uh, enhanced dark vision. Never had magical darkness in Stroud campaign. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, no, but that one you see it all as bright light, though. Oh, is you that see what it, it is? like it's like completely normal. Okay. This time it rolls a fifteen to hit. No. Okay. Ooh. Oh so, boy. It flies towards you. It flies towards you and it hits, it like lands on your body and it tries to bite, but not finding purchase on your skin or flesh, it just bites into your armor. It falls off on the ground. 
at your feet. The armor or the thing? The the uh, leech. The leech thing. And this leech at this point is about the size of a loaf of bread. As it falls onto the ground, I'm gonna eat it. Oh boy! <laughs> hey, you do you sandwich. Um, you do you. So we're gonna go ahead and put. This is perfect for a little leech boy. The spider. Little, little leech boy right there. That's a gold knock male. Still. Darn it. This probably it's, it, it works. It works for now. Actually, it doesn't. Sorry. Make the gold knock male a little pig man. That'll work. This eyeball is a gold knock man. Cool. All right. So you've detected these two things at this point. Um, there's now a leech at your feet. Uh, your turn, I assume, is finished. Um, yeah, can I say, can I just shout out really quick? Of course. Quick? There are some kind of leech things in here. Be careful. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Do we hear that through the, the thing? Yeah, yeah, you can hear. Okay. Can we respond? Of course. Yeah, I'm assuming we can't see him anymore. Yeah. Who can't? Are they what's causing the problems? I have no idea. One just tried to bite me. Shrugs in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to try again, actually. Um, it's going to jump up at your leg this time and try to bite you once more. Do it. It is their turn. Do it. Uh, he do, he don't he do not do it. He jump on your leg. He jumps on your leg and you're able to like kick him off a little bit and it lands back on the ground. He too scared. Um, <laughs> and it's going to kind of flop there at your feet. Uh, man, nothing, just nothing like it. As a DM, you make something, and then they just, you say, all right, boys, get out there and perform, and they're like, we do dog. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes that's how it yeah, is. Yeah, he rolls poorly, uh, and that's what happens. Um, I got a bad guy over here, don't do nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but other than that, we're going to, uh, that's going to be the end of the leech's turn. Going to move to Kate, uh, and Kate says, um, "Do are we going in, or are we saying what are we doing?" Uh, I can use light too, so I'm going in there. Okay, uh, um, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> she says, uh, "Eros, give give me Justine's bear, and if you can send people out, I'll I'll try to keep people safe outside of the darkness." Does that work? That's good. Oh, that's good. She's weak. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they can't aim. <laughs> Do we want to make a decision now? Our objectives get in, grab someone, and pull them out to safety? Well, sound like Grim is in, in trouble in there. Secure the Grim, go fine. from there. Yeah. Sound good? I'll I'll try to deal with whatever's in there. Y'all try to get whatever's in I'm going to try out. and find the source of the darkness and see if we can't clear things up a bit. Well, Errol, what you got? She reaches out a hand for the yeah, bear. I'm obviously going to give you the bear. So. <laughs> How much money you got? She, <laughs> yeah, she, gra- shoes. Them shoes. She, grabs, <laughs> she grabs the bear from you and she runs over here to like hang out over by some rocks Wait, away so from the battle. Arlo and Jack. It's completely darkness once y'all go in. So. Well. So, y'all didn't. Uh, y'all. Uh, Obviously, y'all didn't put y'all's face in the darkness, can, so... Can you cast light multiple times? Uh, yes. I was gonna... I was about to mention, before y'all go in, maybe I can use light and put it on y'all. Perfect. Could you cast it on this? Right, hold up. It's not my, my turn! 
Oh. Yeah, I can do that. Right. It's not his turn yet. It is, it is now Arlo's turn, though. Cool. Arlo, can you cast light on this? <laughs> <laughs> can I do a free action? What is it? I want to grab my piece of gum and <laughs> stick it on the hand. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so I pull out a piece of the, the glow gum yeah. and I chew it up. Dropping an object is technically a free action. Yeah. I think I might be going a little bit beyond free action territory to let you chew gum and stick it to Price's head. But no, he was fine. already chewing it. Oh, you were? I think so, yeah, because I asked about the gum earlier. Okay, gotcha. Well, three fists will do. It tastes like dark chocolate, by the way. Just, <laughs> stick, yeah. just stick it on like the end of your axe. <laughs> so I want I want to give you a little wave and say, good luck with that. And I want to turn into a fire elemental and just plunge in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so now... You kept chewing the gum as a fire elemental. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jack, on the end of your lance now, you now have a piece of um, gum that is now emitting uh, bright light for 15 feet, a 15-foot uh, radius around you. So you... Don't get it stuck on anything. So as you stand at the edge, this is actually pushing the darkness back. It's illuminating some of the darkness. This magical light is illuminating some of the darkness as well. The fire from your elemental fire is not illuminating the darkness, but you go in there, and as, as you pass through the brief you know, portion of darkness here going inside, you enter into Grimm's light. That he has created. <laughs> um, able to see a few things. That works for me. Well, I, I do have dark vision in there too, so. The dark vision is not aiding you. Not the, aiding the, you. Not aiding you at all. It, is, it remains mega dark in dark vision. Okay. Advanced darkness. I'm still yeah. in there. I'm heading towards a general grimward direction, okay. although I don't want to get all up on top of him because that would create a barbecue situation. How fast can you, How? what's your speed as an elemental? Uh, all kinds of speed. 50 feet. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 12. Okay. Do you want to be, like, right beside him? Um, yeah. I just, I heard Grim saying that there was a, a thing in here. I'm just, I'm looking for the thing. Okay. I point to it. So. If I can. Gotcha. You point to the leech on the ground. So, like, I when I get up closer, I can see him? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's produced light. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of holding I have a question. Like, cool. I'm going to go, I'm going to go up to the thing oh, with... I'm gonna use my movement to get up to the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna touch it. Well, it is currently <laughs> at Grim's feet, anyway. yeah. so yeah. touching it is no, because you have an attack I'm that's also sure. like being in someone's sure space, right? Ready spell. No, that's just like default. Right. Like if I'm in somebody's space. Gotcha. So I think it's five feet. But you have to say yeah. So if he happens, then I'm technically regular creatures can't and pass it, through it each other in another creature's space, but he can. Right. Right. So you reach a fiery tendril down. And touch the leech on the Boop. ground. Roll your thing. Bink bonk. It's an assume an attack. It's a plus six to touch it. Okay. Twenty four. A twenty four will touch a leech. Cool. I'm gonna touch it, and I'm gonna do six of them damage. All right. It begins to shriek. <laughs> <laughs> multi attack. I don't have the multi attack, but. I do kind of like <clears throat> hang out. Like I can see like giant fire elemental Arlo, like just like leaning down, like elbows on the knees, just looking at it, ready for the next touch. Okay. So um, definitely within five feet of it. Gotcha. So you are rocking back and forth on his heels. <laughs> <laughs> so just you waiting. are pushing onto it, and as you try to burn this leech, it, it's a hardy creature. Um, it definitely hurts it, and it shrieks in pain. But like, it's it's taking that burn pretty oh. well. I take 
two. It's a two touch. Okay, touch him again if you like. Crit. All right. Yeah. Double your damage if you, you like. I always you forget I have extra attack. Really good. Touched it good. Thirteen. Okay. Thirteen damage on that. Yeah. And then on its turn, it will take three. All right. If it still stays in the same spot. Well, gotcha. I guess if I'm, it starts its turn there, it's gonna unless somebody kicks it out. Yeah. Creature takes 1d10 fire damage at the start of each of its turn. So First time it enters a creature's space on a turn, creature takes 1d10 damage. So I rolled a 3. He'll take the 3 damage. So and then on his turn, I'll roll another d10. Well, I feel like if we're if Leech is going to take damage from you entering his space, Grim, Grim's got to take damage. He's like damage? between Grim's legs at this point. Is this <laughs> Leech like Leech size? Or like I just entered the size, size of a loaf of bread. So... Right here. So not the strawberry. Form, first time no, not the strawberry. Are you, are you in my space, or are you space adjacent? So it's like a chihuahua. Because if you're... Because your space is like five feet. Yeah, I occupy a five-foot cube. Do you have in basically. your mind what is causing so normal like, creatures the mind control like, thing? If this is one, like, this is the other. Is they poison, can't be it, in I'm not space, asking, right? but you, like, do you know... I can. Fire in your head, can. is it poison? So if you're on top of me poking uh, the thing, magic take damage. Or if you're like that again, kind of slow. direct neuroling <laughs> from the leech. Choking it, I'm going to take um, damage. But if you're beside yeah, me, then it's okay. not so much. Because there's no... Because it just says creature space. Because I can use five of my lay on hands. But technically, it occupies its own five-foot space and I occupy my own. That's why that's when you get into the real nitty gritty mechanical It is based DM's on the location of this leech. If you're gonna burn it by being close to it, you're also gonna burn burn Grim, I believe. So okay. well, yeah, you I'll tell you what, I'll stand small. off and I'll do the yeah. double touch then. Yeah. Okay. Like if if you had if you had like a, a corgi dog in between your two ankles and you were gonna run up to it and say, I made a fire and that corgi dog's hurting right now. The person whose legs are all beside the corgi dog also going to be hurt. Did it have to I be think. a corgi? Unfortunately. Yeah. It I'm could just have saying, been like a spider or well, something. Well, I said these things were the size of a loaf of bread, and the corgi is the closest thing to a loaf of bread I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> that so, goes on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, you can either choose to be away from it and reach down and touch it and not burn Grim, but if you want it to take the extra damage from being in its space, I'm going to say that's also going to burn Grim. So how about that? I don't want to damage my buddy. Okay. So I'll do the old double poke. Gotcha. So he'll take them damages, and then I'm just kind of like, I'm waiting. And from underneath, Grim is having his buns toasted. Right. <laughs> um, and enjoying it. Um, I don't know if this qualifies. It's regular light, but I do put out bright light in 30 feet. Okay. It is <laughs> regular light, so it is being consumed by the darkness. Cool. Um, but right now, you are being illumined by Grim's light. Cool. Cool. It's a good spell. You've outshone me, good sir. Yes. So... Literally. Um, this light now is, illum- is illumining a few other people running into your area. Um, more of these little eyeball boys are now approaching from a few different areas, coming coming down this way, coming towards you, Grim. They look focused, zombie-like on you. Is the ground an object? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm afraid. <laughs> the, I'll get real anal and say the first grain of sand that you touch is the object. <laughs> And on that note, did our We're conversation on with Garo count as a long rest? No. <laughs> Alright, so there are more of these guys. Because the wielding... leech has no legs, is it technically prone? <laughs> <laughs> wielding spears. These guys are running towards you, Grim. You the can leeches? See... 
no, these are these are gold knocks. <laughs> okay. I these, got a little bit worried. These are gold knock gold knock men or one of the you know, the one on the left will say is a lady. I'm okay. wielding a spear and a shield is running towards you, blood dripping from their mouths and dr- blood coming out of their eyeballs. That's gross. Um, running towards you wielding spears at this point. Um, but they are just entering into the area. You see them come out of the darkness. Um, some of them are missing flesh. They're 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 looking very gaunt as they sprint after you. But looking at them, they almost look like walking corpses. But uh, it would surprise you by how quickly they're moving. They are absolutely just you know blood lusting, running at you. Fan club. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, from there on, it's going to be Eros's turn. Huh. Oh, okay. Um, That's you. So, I don't know how to say that any differently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, Jack is with me, correct? Correct. I'm with you. Oh, sweet. Always. Get that ten feet till the end of the age. Okay, so I don't see anything happening, correct? Everything is darkness. Yes. So I'm going <laughs> to walk in. Okay. Without light, because I'm hoping you that you see a little bit because because um, Jack's. Spear is now emblazing, emblazoned, uh, and so it's pushing against the darkness. So it's a little bit farther back than it was. Sweet. Okay, then I'm going to move forward until I can see Grim and Arlo. All right, Eros, you go running forward until you can see Arlo and Grim. But you have also done a thing going oh. past, oh. and you have run through a leech's area. Oh. My AC is very high, not really. <laughs> it natural 20 to you. Oh, no. <laughs> it attaches. You take one damage worth of uh, piercing uh, piercing damage. One damage? Yep. Ooh, one damage that hurts. damage. But now I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Just oh, a man. thought while he's rolling that up. Arlo could have totally just walked in there chewing the gum and just holding his mouth <laughs> open. Searchlight style. Unnatural twenty. You did? Unnatural twenty. Excellent. Wait, unnatural. Yeah, it's an unnatural twenty. Meets it, beats it. Sweet. Shouldn't said that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you you succeed. Uh, The you succeed, and you can feel this leech on your body, sucking blood from you. Um. So. You can feel this leech on your body sucking blood out of you, and it feels like there is something in you that it's trying to take over your body. It's trying to take over and control you, but you're able to push back from that. You're constant. You're able to. Oh no, leech! This leech needs some um, holy water. Yeah, and it's still attached to you, but it's not able to control you right now. You just okay. described Taco Bell like perfectly. Mm. It's inside mm. you. It compels <laughs> your things. <laughs> So, I have to deal with this thing. Yeah, so what, uh, what else will you do? Okay, oh, I'm going no. to Eldritch Blast it, because I don't want... Yeah, so is this damage just regular one damage? No, like, poison, fire, nothing? Nope, just regular it's one piercing. Piercing is the damage type. Okay, well, uh, okay. I'm going to Eldritch Blast it, since I don't want to take that constitution save. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, it, it will be. You will have disadvantage, because it's, like, attached to you. Okay, Oh, 13. All right, both of your so you're you aim downward at your at the leech on your leg and you Oh wait. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm 
Yeah, I can sure attack two times if I'm using Eldritch Blast, correct? Can you? Yeah, because I can move those two beams and... Yeah, you are you level 5? Uh, I, I am level 5. Okay, so you can shoot two beams. So the Eldritch Blast, you get up to four beams at level 17. So you can shoot one beam at up to four people or four beams at up to one person. Okay. So you make a separate attack roll for each one. So it's basically like a fighter's extra attack. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah. you can... So you can roll a disadvantage again. again. Up to one person. Ooh, oh, it's a crit hit. Including one person. 19. Okay. All right, your second... So is 13 and 19 going to hit? A 13 was not hit. Okay, I'm, so I'm about to, about yeah, to tell my you. Bad. My bad. <laughs> Trust the system. I'm sorry. Uh, so the 13, your first beam that you shoot out of, it bounces off the skin almost as if this thing is like armored. It's got tough skin. Bounces off. The second one, the second beam of force that you shoot down at it does break through and find purchase on its body and it will take the damage. Eight. Eight damage. Excellent. Nice. Nice. And then, can I do anything else? That's a you uh, question, young man. Can't do bonus that. action? I don't think I have any bonus actions. Shield, yeah. of, shield of shielding? Yeah, all my all my first level slots are gone because I didn't take a rest. You could use a second level slot if you got one. I do. Just if you don't know. You can use second level slots to cast first level spells as well. So as a action? cleric. So Elder's Blast was bonus action. Yeah. No, Elder's yeah. Blast was an action. But even yeah. the Shield of Faith is a bonus action. Okay. No, so the way it works is you can cast a first level spell with any spell slot, but oh. a second level spell with only second through nine, third with third through nine, things like that. The the more powerful the spell slot you use, the more powerful the spell. In most cases, not every spell powers up. I think Shield of Faith is just Shield of Faith. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna like. I don't you think got anything gonna... I don't think so. So I'm going to just right. tell everybody that I have a leech on my leg. Everybody. Well, no, that's not my accent. Okay. Ah! I got a leech on me. Okay. That'll work. And that's it. <laughs> Jack, it sounds like Eros is in trouble. It sounds like he's got a leech on him. Uh-oh. Looks like Eros is in trouble. Will he be able to remove the leech or be commandeered? And what the heck is the deal with these leeches anyway? Find out how the party deals with them next week on Dungeon Boys. We love you very much.